You are listening to the Just Build It podcast with Paul and Dave. This podcast is dedicated to the millions of entrepreneurs trying to take an idea and make it into a successful business. This is our story. In this episode, we talk about the process of launching your first product and then pivoting based on market feedback. As an example, today, we will discuss the process of launching the Just Build It podcast with Paul and Dave and how we are absorbing market feedback to redirect and improve the podcast vision and overall product. Once you launch your first product, what, how do you take that information you get and then pivot on it? And in fact, the, the title is launching your first product and pivoting based on audience feedback, which is such an important component to getting your first product out there and then figuring out where you're going to go from there. So Dave, why don't you go ahead and take the reins on this? And we're going to talk a little bit about how we launched this podcast and what basically what kind of feedback we've received after we've launched it and where we're going from here. Yeah, that sounds great. So um, yeah, I'm just kind of curious, you know, you came to me I don't know, months ago with this idea of, hey, I want to do a podcast. And, you know, we've been working together on a couple uh, episodes and you've been kind of driving a lot of the formation of this. So just give me, if you could, just give me a quick update on where you are with the project today. Sure. Well, it's it's been six weeks now uh, since the, the inception where we were having that conversation and we both said, hey, wouldn't it be great to do a podcast that had a little bit of a format based on the conversations that we've been having over the last five years or so. So since that time, we've actually completed five podcasts. Um, one podcast is live and four more are scheduled to go live over the next couple of weeks. Now we're, we're launching a, a new episode every Thursday at 4 p.m. So that's, uh, I'm sorry, every Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we're live on Spotify. We've applied to iTunes, Pandora, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and a few others. Um, so hopefully we'll be live with them and approved in the next few days. So, so Spotify is automatic, but the others have some kind of vetting process? Sounds yeah, like. the vetting usually takes anywhere from three to 14 days, depending on uh, the platform. And so we're about four days away from finishing our website, uh, which I'm very excited about. And this will kind of list the summary of shows and a place to engage with our community. So it would be justbuilditpodcast.com. And um, a then a week away from about launching our Twitter page, it will be probably our first social media platform outside of the podcast itself. And I think the other really interesting thing is that I, I think we've also figured out what this podcast is all about. It's taken us a few weeks to do that, but I think we we know what the theme within the theme is, and I'm very excited about that. That's awesome. And, and I think the other interesting thing, too, is that now we've gone through the entire process of taking a concept episode to publishing the episode. And why this is important is, is that... Um, since we've done this, we can start to make the process more efficient because you know, what, what was happening before is 
you'd be like, oh, okay, we finished doing one piece of this. And I'm like, okay, now I should be able to just publish it. And then you find out, no, you've got to do this other step and then another step. And so each time I've had to go figure out what that next step is all about. And I finally got to a point where we've finished all the steps and we've actually been able to publish them. So now I can take all that information and say, okay, how can we make this more efficient? Step one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And so that's exciting. Yeah, you know, that's really great. I mean, I kind of lost track on of how many we had done. So just for you saying that we've done five is like, oh, okay, that's cool. I mean, it seems about right, but it's been so enjoyable and effortless that I haven't really been thinking about how many we did or anything. But I know that um, you know, some of the early ones you were kind of excited about, and then I was like, Well, let's get it out there, let's get it out there. So what were some of the biggest challenges in going from this like initial experiment into uh, making it live. Sure. Well, the the biggest challenge for me was actually going live with it. I mean, I it, it was. What do you mean? The, the challenge was like mentally, you know, putting it out there, like getting. Oh yeah. Like, well, oh. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it, putting out a, a product that wasn't perfect. You know, when I, when I work with entrepreneurs, I always preach to them that they need to be lean and agile and just right. get an imperfect product to the marketplace. And, and that's been my mantra. Yeah. But when it's your idea, your child, this is so difficult. And every single time I do this, it is, it's amazingly difficult when it's yours. Boy, it's easy to say, yeah, just put an imperfect product out there. But it's so counterintuitive to everything we've been taught throughout our entire life. When working for a company or a client or doing a project at school, you always strive to put out the best possible product. This is your brand. But as an entrepreneur, we have to recalibrate our thoughts on this. You, we have to unlearn all this teaching, and, and that's very tough to do. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of I, – I, I got that impression as well because you were excited about how the episodes were turning out. And then I was like, all right, let's get it out there, you know, and – you were like reluctant. I was like, what is going Like, why doesn't he just put it out there? I don't understand the problem. And so I think you're, I think you're hitting on something. that's really interesting. Like, um, yeah, it's easy to give advice to somebody when you're not, you know, emotionally attached and, uh, I'm enjoying this project very much, but it's, it's been interesting. I have so many other things going on that I don't know that I've been emotionally attached to this one. So, I didn't have any fear at all, you know, even though I'm in the podcast and, you know, my name's on it and stuff. I didn't have any fear at all about getting it out there because I think, I think in my experience, like, isn't it, what is it that holds you back? Is it just, you know, fear of um, being judged? Is that what it is? Sure. I mean, it's a little bit of everything. I mean, I, you know, when you listen to a podcast like six times, and you're trying to do all the editing and everything associated with that, you start to hear every little mistake that's going no. on. The every um, every <laughs> um, you, you know, uh, just stall every time I start to with one direction on a conversation, and I stop and I have to say no. That really, what I want to say is this. So every detail is so apparent to me because I'm so intimate with it. Wow. Even even my voice, I, I have to say, I was playing the podcast at twice the speed the other day um, as I was just going through and doing some editing to, to make it go a little bit faster. 
And <laughs> I, I actually, in my mind, I enjoyed the podcast so much more because it didn't necessarily sound just like me. And it sounded like another person having the discussion. And I was able to enjoy the podcast more because it wasn't my own voice. And then I, I, I brought it back down to regular speed. And I was like, oh my God, I sound so slow. I was wondering actually if I can edit it so that it automatically at least goes 1.5 times the average speed because I sound a lot wittier when it when the dialogue's a little faster. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> well, but you sound like Alvin the Chipmunk though. Well, actually not not always. It, it was at two times the speed, it's a little fast, but 1.5 it actually, the cadence picks up a little bit faster and you lose some of the ums and some of the, the faults get passed over faster. Oh, so they're, yeah. they're not as, as apparent. So yeah. if I can actually figure out how to edit this at 1.5, the speed, I actually think I would, in, I personally would find this to be a little bit more an enjoyable listen. But again, part of it is I'm conscious of my own voice and how I communicate. and so. I'm overanalyzing it. So those are yeah. just some of the things that I, I'm, I'm dealing with a little bit. You know, I think there's a lesson here. There's a lesson here because my approach to it has been, you know, I'm trying to be in the moment in the podcast. I'm offering my perspective. And then when the recording is over, because I'm not involved in the editing process, or whatever, like I've just forgotten about it. Like I'm not thinking about it at all. And I'm going off and doing my other things, you know, working on my startups. You are now crafting it. You're doing the editing. You're like, and you've sent me the the um, final product, you know. But I gotta be honest with you, I haven't listened to any of them <laughs> because because <laughs> I was like, why would I want to listen to myself <laughs> talk? I mean, I was there. I was there when it happened. Um, so what's interesting is like as you uh, analyze it more, you're more in your head, right? So you're seeing the flaws. You're seeing things that you don't like about maybe the imperfections or things you perceive. And so you have this kind of fear of judgment. Whereas for me, it's like, it's already done. Like there's nothing I can do about it. Cause I'm not involved in the crafting of it. You know what I mean? So sure, right. for some reason I don't have any fear about putting it out there because I can't even remember, you know, I haven't, I haven't gone through that analytical process. It's like, I did it and let's just put it out there and see what happens. Like, I don't know. I think there's a lesson there. I think the lesson is maybe the more you overthink it, the more fearful you become. Is that well, absolutely. And and that's one of the reasons why I'm always like, you got to just get the product out there. And I and I think we did a pretty good job. Six weeks. I mean, and to be honest with you, I'm, I'm working on it about two hours a day, six days a week. So I'm not doing this full time by any means. Um, but the whole idea is to get the product out there and live as quickly as you possibly can. I, I mean, I, I did get feedback before it went live. So it wasn't necessarily waiting for it to get live to get feedback. Mm. But um, but it actually did go live to the world uh, a few days ago. And that was, you know, hitting that button, just clicking that button. I, I, I went to do it and then I stopped it and I waited an extra day. And then I waited one more day before I actually did it. It was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> you're, so, you're so dramatic, you know, like now it's out to the world, you know, like, yeah. It's yeah and I've had one person view it um, um, like in the world. Like, <laughs> you're kind of like standing on the bridge ready to jump into the river, you know, you're like, wow, I'm really high. Like, how high is this? Is this like a hundred feet? You know, you're like sitting there like thinking about it. 
And, uh, you know, I've always admired people that just like get up there and jump. <laughs> you know, they're not really thinking about it. Right. Uh, okay. So what did, what did you, uh, what did you learn? What were the key learnings from the process so far? Okay. Yeah. So, so I, as I mentioned, I did get feedback before we, I published it. I had people listen to it. And I think the, the, the feedback that I received is the podcasts were long. The first five episodes, they ranged anywhere from like 15 minutes to an hour and 13 minutes. Those, that's a substantially long, long. Uh, who, who did you recruit to listen to it? Just what kind of people were they? Were they entrepreneurs or just friends of yours? They both? were friends of mine, but but some of these friends were entrepreneurs too. <clears throat> okay, cool. And so, so I, I, I think it was long. It's like really long, meaning like boring, long or tediously boring. No, it's just it's it's a very difficult um, to to listen to an hour and thirteen minutes in one sitting. Yeah, and so I think their recommendation was do it in in bite sizes of twenty to no longer than thirty minutes podcasts. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, something where somebody if they're driving to a um, somewhere, and I'm always thinking LA, you can't really get anywhere in less than 30 minutes, you can actually listen to the entire episode. And I also think too, what we're trying to do a little bit more is we're trying to uh, have conversations that offer some, some, you know, insight into uh, the entrepreneurial life. And and in order to do that, uh, people have to be able to listen to it in bite-sized formats, um, something that's manageable for them to be able to pull something from these podcasts. So I think often uh, what what I've been people told me is that you had some great great information inside the podcast, but sometimes some of these major themes were buried in the podcast. And something that was really great and important for an entrepreneur to hear was in minute fifty two, mm-hmm. uh, and, yeah. and that and that should be. That should have been the theme that was probably brought up to minute five or ten. Something that was it, it, it introduced and and it captivated the the um, listener. So th- they like the style, they like our chemistry, but they shortening it up was one of the the, the major f- pieces of feedback I received. Um, yeah, I wonder. I wonder. I just want to. It's just a thought I had from that. I mean, so based on that feedback, I wonder is it possible, or if you tried to go back to the recording and let's say it's an hour and 15 and pull out what are the like biggest takeaways, you know, and then re-edit it to get it down to 30 minutes. Is that, is that possible? That's difficult to do. I, what I would, I think would be better to do instead of recrafting the ones that we already did is just to reformat how we're approaching our podcast moving forward. Because I think it's really important that people see, I mean, we're trying to show what it's like to, for an entrepreneur, right? You put out this imperfect product to begin with, and then mm-hmm. you improve on it. And I think it's just as important for the audience to see what we put out to begin with, and then how we we changed it and pivoted based on the market feedback and improved on it. And I think that is as much an interesting story as anything else. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. All right. Well, so good. It, so we, we've gotten this far, five episodes. I guess this is the sixth. You've gotten some really good feedback that's informing, you know, how. Well, we, I, I have a few more pieces of, oh, of feedback for it, yeah. as well. Yep. Okay. Um, I, I think that also when we were first starting, we were just having 
a conversation, right? And and it was especially the first episode didn't really have a theme of what we were trying to accomplish, other than this was going to be the first episode and we just wanted to complete it. But I think a little bit more right now, as we're moving, you know, and doing more episodes, I think it would be really cool to to really for each episode have a purpose. You know, what what do we want to accomplish? What do we want the audience to learn? And have that as the driving force for that episode. Um, and so I think uh, just, re, you know, making sure that we have a little bit of a plan as we're going forward for each episode and we scope it out so that we're, we are capturing some important points very early in the, the conversation and we're leading with it. And perhaps keeping the conversation focused a little bit more so that we're staying with a theme. Even if it's a shorter podcast, even if it's 15 minutes on one theme, that's okay. And then we can, if there's another theme that emerges out of there, we have a second podcast on that. Right. All right. That makes sense. And then there were subtle things um, just in terms of how I'm writing the description. And, you know, I, I got some feedback on that and people are like, yeah, you, you, you basically summarize what the podcast was about, but you didn't tell me why I should be listening to this. So I went back in to all the summaries and I made it personal to why an entrepreneur would want to listen to it and what they get out of it. In fact, the, even the overall summary, when I sent that to you, was very nice because I was trying to keep that in mind, but you also made some very good points too, is nobody's going to listen to something until you tell them why it's beneficial to them, right? So I think that was an important component, um, always thinking about what is the description? Why should somebody listen to this? Tell them why it's meaningful for them. Yeah, I think it's really, really key point. I mean, when you're when I'm participating in this, I'm just like telling my story, you know, so it's easy to get lost in your own story. And um, it's always helpful, I think, to remind yourself that like, you know, why are you telling the story? Why are you telling it? Because you want it to be useful. And uh, sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. But, you know, keeping that audience in mind, um, you know, is is totally key. And I think would help eliminate a lot of the, maybe the length of what we're dealing with. So great. That's great insight. Yeah. So that, that was my major insight, but I think it's going to help us drive where we're going with this. And and when we're putting new episodes, I think even pe- this episode right here, is probably going to be in the 25 minute range. So we're already making some progress on it and we're integrating some of the feedback that we've gotten from the marketplace into this podcast right now. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, since you mentioned that, let's let's go to that. I mean, where where are we going with this? What are the next steps and you know, what are your thoughts at this point on where this project is going? Sure. And and I've been doing quite a bit of reading around podcasts too. You know, I once I start a new project or something, I start to immerse myself into it. And I think the understanding is now that I, I understand a podcast is really a powerful social media channel. And then I ask myself, you know, how might we, meaning you and I, leverage this social media channel? And, and why would we do it? And and so this is one of the things I wanted to share with you and get your feedback on and opinion. I, you know, I would be thrilled if we can leverage this social media channel, this podcast, to build a community of loyal listeners with a passion for entrepreneurship 
And then work with these loyal listeners and engage with them to help our community of entrepreneurs that we deal with on a daily basis, our startups and small businesses, and work with them to crowdsource their businesses. Meaning, you know, I, I think this idea of crowdsourcing is very important is, is so many times these entrepreneurs or we are trying to build a business in isolation. And it would re- be really helpful if we had a community of listeners that would engage with the entrepreneur, give them feedback on their idea, give them feedback on their, their first MVP, their minimal viable product, help them evangelize their business when they want to get it out to their audience um, in a very grassroots way. When they have problems, be you know, have entrepreneurs that will chime in and say, hey, have you thought about this? Or if you need some partnerships, hey, I here's an industry I think this product would be very good for. Do you want me to make an introduction? So I think this whole idea of crowdsourcing a business is something that's really coming to life. And I think it's something that if we can get an engaging audience, the, the guests that are on this show, businesses that we're bringing and talking about their issues and stuff, if we can get that the, uh, the community to engage with them, I think that would be a valuable asset to to our entrepreneur communities that we're dealing with, the small businesses that are going through this, because they need they need to communicate with the outside world, and everybody needs help. You can't build a business alone. You have to have a community to to raise a business. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I wanted to understand a little bit more what you meant by. Um isolation you know when you're building a business you feel like you're in isolation can you tell me a little bit more about that and then how how this community might might help you address that issue sure I, I I think and I've gone through this many times when you're building a business you have a team of, of you're by yourself or you have a team of two or three people and you're trying to make decisions all the time but you're you're doing it in isolation you have three three viewpoints, three different sets of glasses that are looking at it. But oftentimes that's not enough. Like you need to be able to get something out to the marketplace and get response from 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 people. And that's what I mean about crowdsourcing and trying to open it up so that you aren't isolated. Like if you're in constant contact with the audience that you're trying to communicate with, and they're giving feedback in real time to you, that could be a valuable way of getting your business up and going and give you insights into innovation and where you should go at a much faster pace. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, that resonates with me because, I mean, you talk about two or three people. I mean, a lot of times I'm a solo founder, right? So like, I don't even have two or three people. It's just me working on this. Or in this case, it's the two of us, you know, working on this podcast. Um, so. So yeah, that sounds pretty powerful. Now, I mean, the other aspect of this is not only you're getting feedback, but you're getting feedback from an entrepreneur. So I'm wondering, is that better or the same as getting feedback from just like a friend who's not an entrepreneur or somebody off the street? Well, I'm not sure exactly if this has to be just for entrepreneurs. I I think a good portion of people that listen to us will be entrepreneurs, or there may be some people that work in corporate America and, or, or, or I don't know, 
housewife, uh, you know, people that stay at home and raise the kids doesn't make a difference. They're all consumers to a certain degree. And I think, especially with consumer apps, this could be very valuable because uh, there's going to be different audiences, but people are going to have a lot of different experiences. And my guess will probably hopefully have a lot of people internationally as well. And you just get so many different viewpoints and sets of glasses with people with so many different experiences, different types of connections. So if you can somehow capture this in a meaningful way so that people can provide feedback with entrepreneurs that are on our show, entrepreneurs that are dealing with us, um, I think that could be, a, again, something that, that could be very um, beneficial to an entrepreneur and somebody that's going through a problem at a certain period of time. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a startup. It could be some type of business. But people go through issues or they're trying to innovate if you have an existing business already. And you just need to get and tap into a marketplace and, and, and set an audience that can give you that feedback fairly quickly. Yeah, no, that's very powerful. I mean, it's always helpful, I think, to get out of your own head and to get more perspective on what you're doing. So really cool. Well, hey, I'm really, you know, excited on where this podcast is going and I really appreciate all the energy you've put into it and appreciate you asking me to participate. It's been really fun. And um, so thanks for taking the time to, you know, catch up on your thoughts and, and I'm really excited for what's coming next. Appreciate that. And I think our first goal um, is really to get a hundred loyal followers on here. And I'm trying to keep it very small and manageable, but if we can get a hundred loyal followers and then the second goal would, would get that to a thousand. But, and I, when I call a loyal follower, somebody that will be willing to invest 15 minutes to an hour a month to just go onto the site, give some feedback when we request it, um, give their opinions, um, offer help to to an entrepreneur that's that's doing a survey of some site type. That would be something that would be just a great first step here. Cool. Sounds great. No, I love it. All right, Dave. I I thank you very much for for tuning in, and um, we'll uh, we'll talk shortly. Okay. Thanks, Paul. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Just Build It podcast with Paul and Dave. We are committed to assisting entrepreneurs and their companies, and we invite our listeners to join our community at JustBuildItPodcast.com and sign up to become a volunteer to inspiring entrepreneurs to help them build and scale their companies. As a volunteer, we ask for less than one hour a month. Thank you.